Welcome, everyone, to Plant Profits. Plant Profits is an award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Vern Davis. Look, my guest today is what I would call a serial entrepreneur, uh, investor, and venturer who has co-founded numerous endeavors while driving hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue for his projects and for his clients, obviously. Although while traveling the world, he now operates the largest cannabis social advertising agency in the world called Lucid and founded a next-gen cannabis and mushroom-infused social tonic called Breeze. And Breeze is spelled B-R-E-Z. I want you all to welcome to Plant Profits, Mr. Aaron Nospish. Under hey, guys. He's in Lucid. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm grateful to be here. I, I just finished a marathon yesterday. I got a lot of energy. I'm buzzing. I'm ready to party. Just had my hey, coffee. Wait a, minute. Wait, wait a minute. You finished a marathon and you you got lots of energy? I would be in infirmary right now, brother. Man, I don't know what the deal is. I came out to this Running Man Festival by hosted by yeah. Jesse for yeah. I, I was came here to do a 5K. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to run three miles. And when I was on mile seven, I said, you know, I'm just going to go for a marathon. So I ran a marathon. It was my first marathon ever. And I'm exhausted. My legs don't really work, but I'm happy as uh, as happy as can be. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, okay. So you got to mile seven. You technically finished with what you came to do. Yep. Yeah. Right, right. You're done. So is this how you normally make decisions, brother? Is this how you do this thing? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get into it and when I'm on something, you know, I just kind of follow yeah. my gut. I was, I did the three miles. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to go for a half marathon and then mile seven. I'm like, you know, I'm going to finish this half marathon pretty soon, but I'm already yeah. here. This is the moment. This is the time. If I want to do a marathon, I could just do it. Otherwise I got to go train, come back and do this again. I'm like, let's just, let's just get it done. So I just leaned in and you know, I, I stayed focused in my, uh, and just the mind over matter. There, you know, everything comes down in life to a simple decision of whether you will or you won't do it. You can talk yeah. about trying, or maybe I'll do it, or maybe this will work out, but man, you know, just, it, that's not how you get stuff done. If you want to get things done, you decide this is what I will do. And then you fill in the blank. And on mile seven, I decided, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I decided to fill in the blank, have positive attitude. And you know, my legs don't work very well today, but I got it done. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, well, your legs have never been where where they went yesterday. You know, they've never That's done great. that. They've never done that, man. So, look, you, you are well accomplished in such a young life, right? You've done a lot, man, and, and it's 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 admirable. But it's all been really focused, and you told me a lot. You know, when I, when I said that you created millions of dollars of revenue for your clients and and for your, your businesses, that says a lot. You could have said that really different, right? And that says, that says a lot uh, about what you're all about. And look, there's so many things we could talk about, and there's some things we won't talk about today. But what I, I really want to focus this, this, this conversational journey that you and I are going to have on your cannabis journey, okay? And when I look at that, what was your first experience with 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 cannabis you know you're young enough that, yeah yeah <laughs> tell me about that because you're young enough it could have been an edible or yeah. it could have been a joint right what what it was, uh, it was a small bowl and a gas station pipe in my friend's backyard yeah. seven inches of snow ducked down behind the gate of our friend's parents house it was classic 
classic. I so um, we I had an older friend. I was in I was in high school, I think, or maybe seventh yeah. grade or eighth grade, something like that. And I, I had an older friend, and um, you know, he was like, "Oh, you know, it's cannabis." And all I knew all my whole life was cannabis is the devil's lettuce. You know that this is one wow. of those things you, you do it once and you're done for. My, my father actually was an ATF agent, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So oh it hell, my yeah, children <laughs> to my head from a very young age that doing drugs would mess me up and be my ruin. Right. Funny enough, it became my, my, my gross success, you know, my success. So I got out there and I, I, we went out to the, uh, late at night, we went to the back gates, we bent down, we stuffed the, you know, maybe a little tiny piece of weed into this, uh, and just terrible weed and to this little bite, <laughs> got back there. I took one or two puffs. I remember I walked back inside. I cl- went up to our, my, our friend's bedroom. We were hanging out. And I'm like, man, this stuff doesn't work. I don't feel anything. You know, nothing's going on, whatever. And I remember leaning my head down and then I pulled yeah. my head back up. And when I pulled my be- head back up, the whole world had changed. Everything was different. <laughs> I remember a distinct thought. I thought to myself, holy cow, I had no clue what life actually was i had no clue that there was this level of dimension there was a whole nother side of life that i just was not aware of uh, and it it blew my mind i had one of the best times of my entire life i i, I look back at that with such fond memories i came back to that guy's house a few times <laughs> after that uh, now was, how did how did you at that time i was i was probably like maybe 14 15 16 something like that yeah In that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that's that was, that, that was that, that's a cool story, man. Yeah, I loved it, man. I I remember just, I just was I was mind blown. I I, I, I you know I it was the first time I had experienced a shift in consciousness, an alternate an alternate state of consciousness, and uh, yeah, and it was it was inspiring. And, it, and one of my favorite things in life, I call them paradigm shifting moments. I'm sure you had some of your, your own, sure. you know those paradigm shifting moments. They change who you are. Yesterday I ran a marathon. That changed who I am. That shifted my yeah. paradigm. I'm in the deep pursuit of paradigm shifting moments. I try to make sure those are net positive. Uh, absolutely. And I totally, totally, absolutely get that. And I appreciate that story. That's that's a pretty intimate story. So you went from your friend's bong, gas station <laughs> pipe. Yeah, that's even different. But so if you think about it, so you're, you're this entrepreneur. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey from there to creating say lucid yeah for sure so right so let's say i was you know i was between like 13 and 15 at that time frame i started yeah. clothing well i'll back up a little bit when i was about 10 years old 11 years old i got my first laptop i built a couple websites for a couple fishing lure companies um and okay. i built the websites i used the money from the website that i built my parents laptop to buy my own laptop i got into graphic design and then i started a clothing company we would do t-shirts or do graphic designs on the t-shirts print them on the shirts and then we would uh sell them on the internet we sold them on big cartel and myspace and so right around that same time frame was when i got into cannabis so i'm, I'm yeah. experiencing the internet and the distribution of the internet connecting with online communities so that's kind of where my d2c background kind of started and then okay. uh, i i got into cannabis from there so i did that for a while i actually joined a band um shortly thereafter i got um i was with um uh, we are triumphant records and we had to deal with victory records. And so I learned a lot about the music industry and music industry and kind of the conscious industry of uh, cannabis. They have a lot of similarities. There's a lot of crossover there in those people groups. So, you know, I use cannabis a little bit more than, <clears throat> so I kind of did that for a while. Fast forward a few years. I got to, I went to college in Florida. I met these guys in Florida that were working on a portable aromatherapy diffuser. 
They essentially okay. took a pen, like a vape pen, if you know, like loose e-cigarettes, these kind of things. Yeah, they took sure. the nicotine and tobacco out of it, and they added essential oils into it. And these essential oils created, a, they, we called it Feel the Way You Want, where our blends of essential oil pens. And so they're portable aromatherapy diffusers. So you suck on these pens and you feel happy or sleepy or sexy. And it all used terpene technology. Now, I'm sure, as I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. every plant yeah. uh, around has terpenes. It doesn't matter if it's cannabis or a lavender plant or your tree in your backyard. They're all emitting terpenes. Those terpenes go through your olfactory bulb, sending signals to your brain, promoting a specific effect. So we combine those effects. We, long story short, uh, you know, uh, I joined that company as the first, uh, first one of the first people was the father, son of me, pushed it online. We did 100,000 in sales our first year. We did 7 million in sales our second year. And 7 million. Yeah. Wow. Top 50 fastest growing companies in America, two years in a row. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what year was that? What 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 year time period was that? Twenty, uh, I want to say twenty fourteen ish. Okay, 14, 15, 16, 17, something around there. Okay, so we did uh, we did zero. We did a hundred thousand our first year. Then we unlocked Facebook ads. And so, for those of you who don't know, Facebook ads is probably the most effective acquisition channel on the internet today for getting your product or your 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 in front of customers. And so mm-hmm. we did that. I wrote a letter to Zuckerberg and I said, this is pure innovation. This is not an e-cigarette. This is not a vaporizer. You need to let us advertise this. And uh, to my surprise, he didn't email me back, but my ad account became unlocked. And we became one of the first vapor, non-vaporizers to ever sell on the Facebook platform. So that allowed us to scale really quickly. That was yeah. You yeah. broke the code. You broke the code. You broke so the code. That was a natural, a natural, you know, from there, 2018 Farm Bill passed. And those who don't know, the yeah. 2018 Farm Bill, that's essentially what legalized hemp, CBD. Yeah. I started a CBD brand. I, I actually had a big falling out with the monk guys and I, I got pushed out of the company. I didn't really know how to dot my I's and cross my T's at the time. You know, I was a pretty young guy. Even yeah. the company and I was seeing her though. I just didn't really know what I was doing on that front. So uh, that was my kick in the teeth moment, we call it, you know, in entrepreneurship. So, yeah. I started a CBD brand after that called uh, Maku, M-A-K-U, uh, and I tried to advertise it. I got some Black Hat ads live. We drove 60K in recurring revenue. People were loving the product. It was great. But then I was getting shut down by Facebook every which way. It was awful. I know many CBD brands, uh-huh. I'm sure, have lived through that reality. And so right. I did that. And then I started consulting brands in the cannabis space. Because what's interesting about cannabis is the majority of the cannabis market is not a direct-to-consumer market. It's a dispensary, it's a regulated market, or it's a distribution market. So you're working mm-hmm. with big distributors to get your product out there. So I decided, consulting these brands, they all wanted to know how to advertise. So I was like, you know, I, I'm just going to see if I can keep working on this. And kept working on it. And I started a company called Lucid. It was, uh, you know. The- let's, 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 let's take a break right there. Because okay. I want to learn more about Lucid. Lucid has been amazingly successful. And we can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk about that when we come back. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you probably by Protus Global. My guest guest today is Mr. Aaron Nosbish. He is the founder of several things. But let's just start with Lucid and Breeze. We'll go from there. We'll see you on the other side. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis, and I am your host of award-winning podcast, Plant Profits. And my guest today on Plant Profits is Mr. Aaron Naspish. He is the founder of Breeze and Lucid. And right before the break, we were uh, beginning the conversation about how he got started advertising in cannabis and his business is called Lucid. So let's, uh, let's, let's go there, Aaron. Tell us about 
that because everybody at the beginning was trying to figure out how do I get the word out about my brand, all these rules and regulations about compliant advertising and in the category. Talk to us about how Lucid cracked the code. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of my experience at Monk was the key factor. I had experience yeah. working on uh, innovative herbal plant-based products that were not what people thought they were. You know, and that's right. the thing. There's a lot of stigma associated with our industry, whether it's cannabis or hemp or even any of these modern uh, mm-hmm. medicines. A lot of stigma associated to that. So the first challenge was really understanding where people's heads were. So long story short, I, tr- I had my CBD brand, started consulting people. They all wanted to know how to build, scale, and exit by doing Facebook ads and, and whatnot in and, and CBD and hemp space. Kept working on it. I started this agency called Lucid. Kept working on it. Kept working on it. And what I started is I, I, I got the official policies from Meta. So for those of you who don't know, Meta is the top acquisition channel on uh, on the internet for a direct-to-consumer company. In Cannabis THC, there's not actually very much direct-to-consumer happening because it's all the dispensary. So it's all regulated middlemen kind of uh, closed-loop system. But in hemp and CBD, that's primarily a D2C game. Yeah. And so all these guys wanted to access Meta. I decided, you know, I'm going to try to figure it out. I, I looked for all the rules and I couldn't really figure it out. So I called some friends from my days at Monk. At Monk, we were in the top 1% of fastest growing advertisers on the platform. And so I had a lot of good connections at Meta. So they sent me the, the policy of what was allowed and what wasn't allowed. What they said was that you could drive to CBD educational content that would lead to additional information. So an article okay. such as, hey, what does CBD feel like? Or what is full spectrum CBD or things, things like this? And then they would go to an article and then they would click over to maybe your homepage or another page on your website. So they said they could do that. They said that we could do hemp topicals at the time. So if it was a hemp product and topical, non-CBD or THC, that we could run it or a news article. So I tried that. I tried it all over and there was other people in space trying to do it. And I was still getting shut down left and right. It didn't really matter even if I followed all the rules. I was just still getting blocked. I'm sure many people have that similar experience in the space. I decided I needed high-level rep support at Meta, the highest-level tier support. It's really hard to get good customer service at these, at these tech platforms. Oh, right. Especially in advertising. So I decided, you know, who's going to have that? Well, big agencies that are not in cannabis, that are not in these kind of innovative emerging markets, they would have that rep support. So I called mm-hmm. a couple buddies. I called a guy named Nick Shackleford, who's one of my partners now at Lucid, and in Bruce. He had really good connections at Meta. And I said, hey, dude, let's, I, I think I'm onto something here. I know the policies. I know the rules. And as long as I can uh, get access to your support, I think I can, can convince them that my ads are compliant and let me advertise. And so he said, "Let you know, let's give it a shot. I'll connect the dots, and if it works, then uh, then uh, you know we'll make a deal." It worked. Uh, I made a big lawyer level case to Meta, saying this is fully compliant. I'm following all of your rules. You know, this is compliant advertising. You need to let us do it. Uh, otherwise, you're not following your own rules. Is what I told them. Uh, and, yeah. Um, and 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 you know, and so. I always say there's two ways to innovate. You either throw out the rules or you follow the rules and you build new rules on top of rules. And so we kind of sure. went that path. We're trying to work mm-hmm. with them to expand that policy. So we made that deal. Uh, we got Medterra, uh, which is a very big CBD brand, uh, live on Facebook ads. Uh, and it started working really well right out of the gate. And then we, since then, we onboarded brand after brand after brand. Now we are at uh, about, we probably had maybe a top, uh, about 100 of the top CBD, hemp, and hemp dry THC brands. We actively have about 50 clients uh, that we run ads for. We oh. went from Charlotte's Web to Can Delta. To... So long story short is, you know, we use a leveraged high quality support at Meta. Sure. We innovated upon the policies. And since then, we've just continued to do that. We've just continued to dig in and understand what these policies are actually means, what's the intentions behind them, and see if we can find ways to advertise that's either compliant or compliant enough uh, in order for mm-hmm. us to really kind of 
push them, you know. And for me, it's for a long time it was about compliant advertising, compliant advertising, compliant advertising. But the, in these days, I kind of think these platforms are a little behind where things actually should be. You know, Twitter's a good example. They've kind of opened up the the platform, so now you can advertise really anything you want, uh, whether it's THC, yeah. CBD, regulated or not regulated, hemp or marijuana. And I think that that's where this industry goes, and it's where it should be right now. Uh, so yeah. the fact that it's not on major platforms like Meta and Google, when they have true monopolies on the online digital acquisition space, uh, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's not right. So it's important that those things get progressed. And um, if they, so you know, we tried our best to follow the rules, but we also try to prioritize, um, try to prioritize this plan. Yeah, is, is Twitter or X, as you call it now, is it, has that uh, been successful? Twitter is effective with a decent amount of ad spend in order to train the algorithm properly. So there's brands that sell flour, like um, I'll tell you one client we have is Cheech and Chong, uh, THC, CBD, they have gummies, they have a high and dry beverage. They do great on Twitter. You know, they they spend uh, a more significant amount of money monthly, and they're also leveraging other channels like Facebook and Google. Mm -hmm. And so I think think it works well as a secondary channel, and I think in the very near future, it will be a primary channel that people are looking for. It's a good platform. The great people that really care. So I think it's. I think it's definitely. I definitely. It's definitely coming for sure. For sure. It's Meta. You. You've been. You know, Meta is really was your first uh, choice of weaponry to to do the advertising. Have they expanded the rules that they created for their platform? Have they listened to you? Have they opened up? Have they seen how responsible you're working through this advertising? And have they been, become a better partner day by day? I would say yes. And, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the, what's behind these companies is just people. People who will, and yeah. these guys aren't against cannabis. They're not against CBD. They're just trying to cover their own asses. You know, they want to right. make sure that they're being liable to the government. They're being, they don't want to get shut down. And I don't blame them for that. That being said, there is important human, human activism at play here that like the fact that we are distributing things like alcohol as a means to feel better that it's actually destroying society fundamentally has been for years it's not acceptable and so when there becomes alternatives available we need to empower those brands and those players and those consumers to get safe access to these plants and to these compounds that are revelatory and they can really absolutely for the better so i personally uh i personally think that it's uh I think that they are very open and receptive. I think the people inside of these companies are becoming more and more. And I think that it's really unfortunate that the government has put so many regulations on the companies like Meta to comply. And I, I don't think that Meta has a problem with, with cannabis. I think that Meta Meta is trying to comply to the government. I think the government has a problem with cannabis because, you know, when people start thinking freely, it's a little harder to control people. Okay. That's, I totally agree with you there. And, and good luck on that effort. We need to expand this, uh, you know, to support the wellness product, you know, that we call cannabis and hemp and CBD. All of that is very helpful to us. And I want to switch gears with you. I really want to spend the rest of our time together. I want to talk about Breeze. I'm so excited about Breeze. Uh, I'm really excited about Breeze. Yeah. Yeah. How did you come up with the idea? Because it, it is different. And I want you to get into the uniqueness of, of this, this, this drink, this this beverage, and I think beverages are so important to what we're trying to do here. Well, so, you know, I realized I was advertising for, I had a brand can came to me in November who sells a yeah. hemp-derived THC product, and they said, hey, do you think you can well with that. 
They're doing very well with that. Incredible yeah. product, incredible brand. You know, talk about a brand who really understands the importance of building a category. Uh, they're really focused on that, which I think is really, really important. So I worked with them and I was running their advertising and uh, they said, hey, do you think we get to this live on Meta with our HemDrive THC beverage? And, you know, HemDrive THC is a really incredible movement. It's almost like a karmic yeah. response to the restriction that we've been putting on cannabis for so many years. Totally, um, totally. So so when they came to me, I was like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And, you know, to my surprise, it worked. We were able to get the ads live and we advertised yeah. it as hemp, hemp beverages and, uh, and, and it worked. And I think it's a little bit more of a gray area type thing, but, but it worked. So I realized uh, at that point, I started drinking a lot more tea and it became so abundantly clear to me that the fundamental future of cannabis was going to be beverage. Um, and it was going to be hemp. Yeah. Hemp doesn't have any of the scalability challenges that you face the traditional marijuana. We have a federally legal product um, and then you, you do. put it in a in a medium that already fits the existing $300 billion recreational consumption culture. Like right. it's the first time that it ever made sense. And it's also the effect curve, you know, the thing about gummies, you try these gummies and uh, although you might like a gummy or not like gummy, I'm not trying to, you know, hate on gummies. You just don't right. really know when it's going to get hit, how hard it's going to hit, these kind of things. Right. And so, so beverage solves that problem. So I realized though, to me, it was, okay, can's great. And I love this product. And I've tried a few other of the products and I, I, also, I think they're all great, but, I think that that's small view of where this thing goes. The reality okay. is these are conscious compounds, trademark that term, but the, the idea there is therapeutic compounds that lead to a net positive return. There's a lot more mm -hmm. than just THC and CBD, whether it's the other cannabinoids in cannabis or other adaptogenic herbs, such as ashwagandha or lion's mane mushrooms, or it doesn't matter yeah. really what it is, but there's a, there's a lot of very efficacious, good for you, net positive compounds out there that can curate a very unique recreational and therapeutic experience. And so I decided uh, when I was running that, that I had to do this, that, you know, the, the future was not necessarily more gummies or more pills or more whatever. It was, it was beverage. And so I decided I, I went to Canadelic, Miami, and I was okay. spreading the word that I'm working on the beverage, that I was looking for the right partners. And I, I got very lucky. I found some really smart people, Canasol Technologies, who was really good at animal emulsification. And I also found a guy mm -hmm. named uh, Travis, who was just an incredible uh, formulator and really under an, er an herbologist, and he showed me some nano emulsified lion's mane, which is really an wow. interesting product. Yeah. So the nano emulsified lion's mane, we we extract it and then we emulsify it, so you get highly concentrated, highly bioavailable adaptogenic lion's mane. You know, you, lion's mane is a very popular product, but when you make it that concentrated and that bioavailable, you feel it. You feel mm -hmm. it very quickly. It has this very like euphoric, happy, connected, um, smart, kind of sharp feeling. You know, you feel on top, like you feel on it. Uh, so mm -hmm. you mix that with THC, which has more of a relieving, relaxing, maybe euphoric and calming experience. And you get this very unique, social, buzzy uh, beverage. And you know, the thing for me is I, I used to drink a lot of alcohol. I, I don't drink any alcohol now and I haven't for a while. But, uh, you know, the thing about alcohol is when you drink that alcohol, the first thing that happens is release dopamine from the ethanol, which creates a buzzy stimulant type feeling. So that's where you get that social, confident aspect of alcohol. Mm -hmm. But then actual ethanol in it is a relaxant. Yeah, it's a depressant. Yeah. So that calms you down. So you get kind of like an uppity, more social, but relaxing experience. I realized that so for cannabis to actually win uh, and for, for new functional beverage movement to actually win, it first needs to model alcohol. It needs to have a very similar effect profile, a very similar effect timeline, add mm -hmm. alcohol but without the poison and so our goal was to create a very a very fun beverage a very flowy social beverage something that wouldn't sunk you out on the couch but also something that wouldn't keep you up all night something that would just totally. be fun we wanted to be no anxiety no paranoia so for us that was the combination of a uh full spectrum mother's liquor extract which created a very uh, a very 
bold and full experience mixed with this nano emulsified lion thing, which gave a very social, buzzy, happy, uplifting type of experience. And man, oh man, I, I people people love it. We we launched it on. I went to the Benzinga Capital Conference with my with my buddy. Uh, yeah, four seventeen. We passed him out, and people are loving it. They were they thought it was great, and we launched it on four twenty, um, April twentieth this year. We just kept just kept rolling with it. People um, people really liked it. Since then, we've we've sold uh, quite a bit. We did a, sold about two hundred thousand dollars worth of product uh, last month, and just are you know, and we're scaling quickly to double that and hopefully keep scaling. And you know, our approach is most people are going distribution with their products. We're trying to go full direct to consumer. So our our customers are buying online specifically. We're shipping direct. I, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that because I I saw that you that's your primary reach is direct to the consumer. I really want to get into the, to a little bit of that and a little bit more about Breeze when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Mr. Aaron Nospish, founder of Breeze and Lucid. We are talking now about Breeze, and we, when we come back, we're going to finish up that discussion. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of the award-winning Plant Profits podcast. My guest today on Plant Profits is Mr. Aaron Nospich. He's the founder of Breeze and Lucid. And we're talking about Breeze. And, you know, and you were talking about the contents and how and what it's made up of, what the contents are of Breeze and what it is designed to do. And, you know, I, I, have, I have a couple kids that are not kids, they're adults. And they're they're talking to me about lion's mane, right? They're trying to get lion's mane, right? And you have it, and you have it in a unique formulation to create this wonderful uh, product. How did you come up with the lion's mane thing? Was it because you were trying to design that effect that mirrored alcohol? Exactly. Yeah, that, that, was, that was exactly right. Well, you know, first, I mean, I think that there's things that are happening on an energetic level that sometimes yeah. we just all kind of tap into, you know, I've been using Lion's Mane for a while. I'm a big Paul Stamets fan. I really like his products. I really like what he's yeah. up to there. I'd been trying these products and I realized I was just feeling smarter. I felt more connected. I felt like my brain was working better when I was taking Lion's Mane supplements. And so it was a pretty okay. poor product to me. And so it's also a very, it's the most studied functional mushroom, I believe, um, other uh, in the market right now for, con- for cognitive enhancement. So. I decided, uh, so I met, when I met Travis, uh, he showed me this nano emulsified lion's mane. And I'm like, man, that's really special. I've never heard of that. Um, you know, and yeah. a lot of people I don't think really understand what's happening with both the THC beverage and, and these other compounds. Nano emulsifications are a very interesting thing. We make molecules very small so they absorb faster yeah. and then they, they, you feel them uh, much more quickly. And then that creates a much more efficacious product. And efficaciousness is important because alcohol is felt. These, these compounds that people, whether you smoke yes. this thing, you smoke it and drink, you feel it. So you have to build products that you feel. And that's uh, yes. when your concentration, extraction technology, concentration, and uh, bioavailability through emulsion is very, is very important in that regard. So I you said a lot products. there. Yeah. I tried it's products. a real important. So the first few versions we made, uh, they were just, they didn't feel very good. They were kind of like a truck hit you with a weed. We can put mercine in it originally, which is like an indica, dom, uh, indica uh, terpene. And they just really weren't, uh, they weren't like what I was looking for. So we just kept working on it. And eventually we found the right mixture of terpenes and, and, and extract yeah. and lion's mane. 
to create an effect that mimics the positive fun experience without of alcohol, without the poison, without the hangovers, without the regrets. And you know, the the fun part of alcohol is very fun. That's a very good yeah. for society in that regard. Like you bring people together, you increase the network, but it's the con, it's the it's the poison in your body, it's the delirious and stupid things you say that hurt your relationships. Uh, you know, these yeah. these are the cons of it. And so we were, the goal was can we can we get the positive without the without the negative? And and I think we created something co- comparable. I think we created yeah. something that that feels good and fun, but it doesn't take away from your life. And that was the goal. That's beautiful. That that's beautiful. And that, that that's great. And and beverage, I think, is going to be the key to the, you know, the folks that enter for the first time enter the 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 cannabis category, the the hemp category for the first time. I think beverage is a great way to do it. It's a socialization methodology and delivery system for consumers. I think it's I think it's it's awesome that you're doing that. So I I got a question for you. So I talk to a lot of people and and. Something that I'm hearing about the beverage, because beverage is a small portion of consumption, right? But it's the fastest growing segment of consumption in the category is is that I keep hearing that, hey, until someone figures out how to create a beverage that drives energy consistently, it's not going to do what it could do, the beverage business. (laughs) Sustained energy without anxiety or paranoia. That's the key. Yeah. And I, you know, if you're talking about the broader beverage industry, you know, there's some great brands that make coffee that do hundreds of millions of dollars, change the world, you know, like, but yeah. I was looking for, uh, but I agree. Like, the, the, I think the main problem with cannabis beverage is it's too relaxing. It, it doesn't yeah. capture that. It doesn't capture yeah. that. Uh, I want to go out and have a night out. I think. That energetics. Yeah, state. It's got it. That was, but I believe you can do it. I believe you can do it. I believe you're the guy can do it. I, I feel like we're there, man. And yeah. I think we're going to keep expanding on that and building. You know, my goal with this is like, I think a lot of people look at this as, oh, MTHC, that's the future. That's the future. I don't yeah. think of it that way. I think that MTHC is a very magical compound. It's a conscious compound that's very efficacious, but there's a lot out there. And I think that, I think the future of beverage is functional beverage that you use unique, conscious, net positive compounds to create very efficacious, fun, and life enhancing effects. Uh, and that's where this game goes, you know, and, and that, and you know, why I know that is because that's what I want. That's what we want. You know, I want to sit down with you, Vern, and drink a cold one, then have a good time and feel good and be better because yeah. I did it. That's what I Absolutely. Want, you know, and that, and I think that that's, I, I think we're well on our way. I think we're well on our way to creating that. I think Breeze is, I think Breeze is not alone in a very fun, functional beverage world that's getting better by the day. And uh, yeah. I, I just hope that we can innovate and bring a lot of value to society and i i want to support other people you know i i think the bigger the category gets the better for all of us you know we need to create a movement here to shift culture from poisonous fun to real fun real fun is not poisonous real fun is connection with others real fun is building each other up it's becoming more it's learning it's doing more and building more and creating more i want to be part of that movement i feel compelled i feel responsible to to do that because i see it that's great, man. That's great. I think that's a great way to leave this chat too. Is is what you just said, and I and I believe that you will do it. You bring the energy, you bring the intellect, you 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 bring the want to to this business, and you're what's good about what we're doing. And I really appreciate you, Aaron, for being on the show today. My guest on Plant Profits today was Mr. Aaron Nospish. He's the founder of Breeze, and Breeze is B R E Z, not B R E Z. 
and Lucid, uh, the most successful cannabis advertising agency in the world. So look, I, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate all of you for joining us on Plant Profits. And I want you to go to your platform that you find your podcast, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you go, you can find Plant Profits. Download us. Please do that. And you'll find great podcasts like the one we just had today with Mr. Aaron Nospish. I also want you to go to your LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, what, what, what we call it now, today's world, and look at Protus Global, my company, and really take a look at how and what we're doing to build companies and change people's lives. And that's P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of the award-winning podcast, Plant Profits. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.